really is about like getting your system to teach you what you need, not about dumping fucking metrics out your butt. It's time for Arrested DevOps, the podcast where we help you achieve understanding, develop good practices, and operate your team and organization for maximum DevOps awesomeness. I'm Joe Lehe, co-hosting with me, Matt Stratton, Trevor Hess, Bridget Crumhout, Jessica Kerr. So we're all together in one room, so that means it must be our year-end wrap-up episode. We've got some stuff to talk about? Question mark? Maybe? Uh, but before we get to rambling on about whatever we're going to ramble on about, how about a word from our sponsors? Rootly helps engineers manage incidents directly from Slack without ever needing to leave the tool. They handle all the boring and tedious manual work during incidents, like creating channels, looping in the right people, and acting as your scribe to document that ever-important timeline. Companies from 20 to 2,000 manage hundreds of incidents daily on Rootly. It's super simple and easy to use. You can install it in five minutes or less. Visit Rootly.io to learn more and mention Arrested DevOps for $1,000 off when you book a demo. The role of a developer or engineer has evolved into a security-first mindset. The ability to confidently build and deliver your software assets across the globe while also avoiding supply chain threats is a priority for organizations to remain successful. CloudSmith is software supply chain management for modern DevOps practices. They provide a single source of truth for all software assets while integrating with the package formats your team is used to. With a focus on securing your software supply chain, CloudSmith is truly at the heart of your DevOps ecosystem. To learn more and receive a first-hand look at their solution, please visit ArrestedDevOps.com slash CloudSmith. BridgeCrew is the all-in-one cloud security platform for developers. They automate and embed security throughout the entire development lifecycle, so you can streamline your DevSecOps toolchain into one solution. By integrating infrastructure as code, security, and compliance into your version control systems and CI/CD pipelines, BridgeCrew empowers you to find, fix, and prevent cloud misconfigs faster. Get started with BridgeCrew for free at arresteddevops.com slash bridgecrew. We should probably do this. We should probably do this official and stuff because there is, I do have a line here in the agenda that says stuff and junk. Stuff so and we junk. should, <laughs> we should properly, properly introduce people to the, to this, to this year and wrap up episode with stuff and junk. I will tell um, you the stuff and junk right now. We're using his laptop and I just found that, oh, he has the natural scrolling turned on. I never use his oh computers no. and I always forget. It's the worst. That's, that's, sorry. That's I don't the, remember which is which anymore. If you move the, if you move the mouse and it goes in the opposite direction, then your scrolling's set up wrong. Y'all, the correct way to scroll is with the touch screen. And I have to use a Mac right now and it doesn't have a touch screen. And I just keep trying to push the buttons and it doesn't do anything. So the thing that hurts me the most about using a Mac that hasn't been properly set up right is the stupid mouse acceleration. Uh, oh, yeah, there's a command line to turn off. that off. Yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> oh, drives me Bridget, up the wall. Bridget, I'm, I'm very... Sorry to report to you that I apparently have natural scrolling set up. It's the only way. It's the only way. 
you want to you want to start an iPad, right? Or your phone. It's yes, right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's as it's See, as if you were as if you were using as if you were using touchscreen on a phone or an iPad. You know, you want to you want to you want to start a you want to start a fight. We should start start talking about dark mode. I also don't care about dark mode. The only thing I use any dark anything for is reading in my Kindle app on my phone in bed. Yeah. Other than that, I don't use any of that nonsense. Yeah. Dark mode is bullshit. I'm just going to go. Oh, I'm just see, go I have to disagree. That. See, I like the power savings by using an OLED phone with, uh, with true black on. So people like to come to your open source project and say, how about dark mode? And like, pull oh. requests accepted. Well, also, also like, are there, I, fair, I feel like there's a fair number of open source projects where it's like, who gives a shit? Like, there's places it matters. So, and I will say, as someone with a really huge monitor, being able to run dark mode makes a big, big difference because otherwise I have a giant light box and it actually affects, especially in this Beyonce's year 2021 of pandemic land, when we just live and everything is, you know, we care about lighting and stuff. Um, which right now, if you were watching, I don't have any of my good lighting on, so it's all terrible. But but you can see the reason I'm so brightly lit from this side is because there's a big white Google Doc on this side of my monitor, and you can see that difference <laughs> just from that. I was going to say, I, I use put the doc put it on in dark monitor for lighting. You can see it in my picture behind me. <laughs> oh yeah, you're see, right. That's that's why you that's why you get the soft boxes out. You could be losing. You could be leaking data. See, you got to so, get the soft boxes out. You get the green screen so you can do the proper virtual background. Come on, come on, people! It's 2020. Here's 2021. My, my it's Mac 2020 can't drive number three two. Or is it 2020 number one? Why does not my dark mode thing work? Counting from zero. Yeah, and then you get to, you get to keep the numbering <laughs> consistent. There. I just made. The, look at that. Look at look at the difference. I just made. Oh, wow. Sorry for sorry for yeah. all of the audio podcast people listening. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but, the, but the, now the, the well-known well visual the visual medium of the audio only podcast. <laughs> in which we can tell you we that Maddie is now videos. in shadow. Put the Google Doc back on. <laughs> if you are See, listening is, to this gotta, podcast gotta, and you are seeing there you go. things right Look now. Look at that. Look at the difference. You are experiencing this better. podcast incorrectly. <laughs> See, so you know, you you just go you just go you go down to bring up the zoom toolbar, you go into video settings and turn in turn on auto adjust for low light. So, or so then so then your then your camera will, will make there you go. Or you could Jeez. The whole point of this is this is an audio only podcast. Nobody gives a shit what I look like. <laughs> so I didn't do anything with my light. Um, I but I want to bring funny. something up. This actually this actually was interesting to me. Um, I got like an email that was like our YouTube stats for the year. And YouTube. Yeah, because we, we used still to have put, that. Yeah, we do. And occasionally we put and by we I mean Bridget, I think, sometimes does them. So let me see if I can find, but it was a nutty, like, amount of uh, views. I was like, wow, a lot of people. Here we go. Arrested DevOps, your 2021 year in review. Um, who would like to guess how many total oh. views on YouTube we had this year? 403. Anybody else? Uh, I'm going to go prices, right rules, and say $1. <laughs> I'm going to go $2. Okay, we had almost six thousand YouTube views. Wow! This year. Oh. Now See? that is are there like bots for that? I was going to say how uh, many of those were computers? Think, I would assume that. Uh, well, there are also thirty-seven thousand watch minutes. 
So that's a, that's a, that means people actually watched a certain amount. Now that being so said, so it wasn't just people mistyping Arrested Development and landing <laughs> on us. <laughs> or we were just so Some captivating that they were looking for Arrested Development and they just had to stick around for the demos. Or somebody left their TV on overnight. Oh my god. They goodness. keep waiting. They keep waiting. Like I thought Jane Cross nights. was in this episode. <laughs> would you like to know would you like to know how many days it's been since our very first YouTube upload? Uh, uh eight four thousand. Right? No, no. <laughs> Almost fourteen? Close. Two thousand two thousand nine hundred and twenty four days ago. We uploaded our first episode. I was only off by a thousand. Yeah, pretty close. Oh, I um, meant the year 2014. Oh, oh but yeah, 2013. No, the very first Arrested DevOps was was in December of 2013. So it was eight years ago, ish today. Today ish. Ah. Um, wow. Now that said, so in the entire year, this again goes back to why we don't optimize for video, uh, <laughs> because in the entire year we had as many views as that is less than one episode of our podcast gets listened to. Nice. So yeah. that's a you know again we are we are audio not counting uh, this episode. Not counting this episode. <laughs> I mean, we never tried to bring this to Twitch or something, right? We, we there, there's a oh, whole other true. venue we could. That's a different. Explore. That's a different so uh, medium. It is. And yeah, we 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 need a hot tub for that. I, oh, you'll get or a hot tub time machine. <laughs> you'll get banned. I want a hot tub time machine. The time machine for sure. That's for right. sure. No, actually, Twitch would be for us to do this show on Twitch the way we do it here would be substantially less work than the podcast because there's no editing, so Joe would have nothing to do. And you know, if we only um, did it on Twitch, if we only did it on Twitch, can we not? Because then there's yeah. comment stream of people that you have to deal with, and I just can't. We used to have that comment stream. Do we didn't want. the old Hangouts on Air used to have a way. Yeah, for us we to did, have a live but it audience. never was bad. It never was that bad. Um, however, there was the fun. Here's another little fun bit of Arrested DevOps history. So when we used to use, you know, Hangouts on Air, so there would be a there would be two links. There would be the link to watch the stream while it was happening, and then there would be the link you would send to people to join. <laughs> and so when we had Jeffrey Snover, distinguished muckety muck of inventor of PowerShell, when he tweeted to tell people oh. to tune in to watch, he tweeted the join link. Now, the best part is only like four people joined it. And then they realized it like it did not go poorly. It was we were very lucky, but it was very funny because, again, we're like of all people. That was probably the most watched live because we used to I don't know what to get Trevor, like three people would watch it. Although I got to be honest, we had, I think we had most our, our highest live viewership was like 12 or something. That was the one, the one yeah, Jeffrey yeah. was on was like a whole bunch. But yeah, that was a uh, that was kind of like um because we're sitting there all of a sudden we're like, bloop, bloop. You're like, wait, what? 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 Why are, why are people Why are there more heads? And then we're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. And that was the episode I did while I was in the hotel in Paris and had terrible internet. The reason? Hotels. Hotels? Did you see? Did what you is see this the, hot uh, L? I, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> um, there was a there was an, uh, the SNL sketch this week. That was like the the it was it was a commercial for like a business center hotel that's like 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 a Fairfield Suites but not, and it was very very funny. It was also a little too on the nose for those of us who remember business travel. <laughs> you know, I love all the emails we start seeing from different companies about how like they're going to let people stay working from home. 
Uh, and yet the tone of the email is very, <laughs> very much like we would really, really prefer it if you would come back to the office. But like, it seems clear that if we don't let people not come back to the office, we're going to lose all of our people. So everybody can continue to work from home. <laughs> As you were. <laughs> <laughs> But we really like you to come back someday. So think about coming back someday. <laughs> dude, dude uh, look where I am. If you Are could you... see this on video, you would see that I am in an office. I don't understand. Like a really what that realistic is. virtual that's a, background. That's a that's a that's a that's a big spare bedroom you have there, Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, are you are you in that thing that they use for the Mandalorian with the like live oh, background? The, 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 the volume. The volume, yeah. <laughs> I actually flew to San Francisco to come into the honeycomb office this week on airplanes. Now I'm not staying in a hotel. That would be a little much, Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a real office here. I mean, it's barely used, but it turns out that this year you can actually get office space in downtown San Francisco. At least there's some good things happening in this world. And there's still lots of coffee. Well, that's, that's, that's perfect. There's the, the fills is still open mm-hmm. down at battery and market. Oh, it's so good. I haven't been there in years. How long before all these office spaces turn into housing at San Francisco? Good luck. Well, <laughs> that's, maybe that's, not that's we works rescue plan. <laughs> turn all that, turn that all, all, all that we office live. space. There you go. We live. <laughs> awful. Wait, isn't that a zombie movie? That's they live. Oh, they weren't zombies. They were aliens, but. <laughs> they could still call it WeWork. It's just it's we work at home, and now it's yeah. also. I home. suppose that's also a very important follow up from last year. Uh, speaking of aliens, yeah. um, <laughs> I yeah, finally man. watched Babylon Five. Oh, <gasps> and I must okay. concede. I must concede to Joe. Babylon Five is the superior series. It's better than DS Nine. It's better than DS Nine. There you go. Good. But DS9 is still really fucking good. <laughs> and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll take my, I'll take my win. I have, I have, I have low, I have low expectations for this CW reboot because it's the CW. Wait, are they still doing that? I've, I have, I haven't heard that they're not doing it. What's a CW? It's a the network. thing that WB became. I want yeah. to say. <laughs> it's the thing that oh. Supernatural was on for eight million years. It's like a shady really? pseudo network. Oh, okay. It seems to be like entirely like DC extended universe stuff now. Yeah. Nowadays. Oh, speaking of reboots, we have to talk about Cowboy Bebop because I'm really upset. <laughs> okay. Because they came out with a new Cowboy Bebop, which I haven't watched yet because it was like five minutes later they canceled it. Right. I and I haven't yet. quite what finished. What is happening? It. I've got two I haven't more had episodes. Time. So I will tell. So here's watched okay. Any. I haven't watched here's, any. Here, Don't spoil. Well, you no watch spoilers. one. You watch the. Oh yeah, we watch one. one episode. Okay, so let's let's just recap what just happened here. We have to talk about Cowboy Bebop. Please don't talk about it. Same words <laughs> we, came out of. No, no, no. no, no we, we can talk about Cowboy Bebop. We just can't talk about Cowboy Bebop. How upsetting it is that, that it got canceled. People right reboot away. something and then cancel it five seconds later before anyone has a chance to watch it. This is why it's frustrating to to try to watch TV shows with Bridget in that if it's something she cares about, she can only watch one episode every couple of weeks. Like real like, life. Like we watched for all mankind. We're still, we still yes. have one episode left in season one because, because she can only watch one episode like every couple of weeks. 
And it's the same, the same with, with, I don't know why I can't get past like the first episode and there's nothing wrong with it, but okay. I'll tell you why. Here's part of the problem. I, for the last, like everybody else or many other people for the last year or so, it's incredibly hard for me to watch something I have to pay attention to because in the pandemic, this is why I've watched community all the way through literally 10 times. I've watched park and rec all the way through a dozen times, rewatch these shows and there are certain shows that I really want to watch. It's why I never made it all the way through Dune. And now I'm going to have to pay for it, right? Wasn't that I didn't like it, but I have to watch Foundation for All Mankind. The same thing because I have to sit and watch and pay attention. It's also why it's apparently a requirement on the DevRel team at Pulumi to watch uh, Neo Genesis Evangelion. And I can't because it's subtitled and you can't watch subtitled stuff and do something else at the same time. I, I did. I, Is there a dub? No, but the dub's no heresy, good. The dub is but... terrible. Dub is terrible. I tried that, <laughs> and then I ran into that same thing with Squid Game. Although I, I did sit and watch it subtitled, but because yeah. I watched it dubbed, and then it was like the I could tell that the dub was bad and blah blah blah. Um. So, but Bebop. So, just for for a frame of reference, and I keep making these gestures that nobody can see. Um. But Matt, I have never that. seen the original anime, and I like the show. And I will tell you, I'm pretty pleased that I never saw the original anime because apparently, if I had, I would hate the show. Um, but I want to go back and watch watched the first one, and I still think that the show was fine because you shouldn't expect it to be a shot for shot remake. I mean, we know it actually was pretty close. Really, in, the in only our, thing I was worried, like, the only thing that bothered me was the the choreography just felt a little bit out of pace with itself. That was that was my only complaint. I pretty much enjoyed the rest of it. It yes. is shot See, we have a- very flat. I will tell you that. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you watch and you look at the cinematography, there's parts that are great, but there's definitely it should have been shot a lot more dramatically than it was. I feel like it was good, matching. Just- a, it was matching a lot of the 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 camera work and angles from the anime. They were yeah. really going to try and hit the style. We haven't watched it since we originally watched it back in like. 99 2000 so so i'm i'm not i wasn't you know i didn't do a rewatch i haven't like i haven't like soaked in that you know since since you know it's been 20 years but i enjoyed the first episode i think what would have been what would have been cool i was talking to a coworker about this when when because he was he was unaware of uh of the existence of this show and so i was like oh they're 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 doing a live action copy bebop and he's like Who's playing? Who's playing Spike? I'm like, it's John. It's it's John Cho, and he's like, he's like the guy from the guy from Star Trek. No, he 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 can't. He can't. You know, he he doesn't have the he doesn't have the gravitas. And it occurred to me who they should have cast as as Spike. Did anybody watch Warrior on uh, on Cinemax? And now it now it's on HBO Max. I take it by the silence. No one has watched Warrior. It was basically the the concept of the show was or is they're they're going to do a third season is it was remember how Bruce Lee had all these ideas that he brought to the network and eventually became Kung Fu the series. The warrior is what that show would have been. And they have they have an they have an awesome an awesome main character who actually can do the can do all the martial arts stuff It should have been it should have been him. He should have been cast as uh, as Spike. I don't know. I thought John Cho again. I I I I know Cowboy Bebop through nerd osmosis, so I'm not. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like that was a great casting. And 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 having seen most of the show, whether it was accurate or not, 
he fucking slaps in that role. Like it's super good. Um, we have a couple questions coming from Twitter, by the way, if, if, <laughs> uh, and you're going to especially laugh at this one. So our, our first question from Twitter comes from uh, Joshua Zimmerman. He says, hi, I'm back again with another question for Joe this year. And this is why I'm laughing. He said, should we be excited or cautious about the Babylon 5 reboot, given the flops of other recent sci-fi reboots? So Joshua, rewind the podcast and hear the answer to your question. I am cautiously optimistic. I, I, my, my caution is solely based on the network and its other, its other products. But optimistic in that, you know, that Babylon 5 is Babylon 5. Wait, if Supernatural is anything to go by, do we think this is going to go for like 15 seasons and get worse and worse over time? <laughs> J. Michael Straczynski always seems to have a, a start and a finish in mind for his yeah, series. That's true. This is JMS is actually running it. It's not just something. No, it, he's yeah, he's oh. he's 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 in charge of it. He'll be he'll be he'll be doing it, but but CW man, I I I don't I don't know about that. Okay, so Jessica's Next. been very quiet. I was going to so say I, I want to ask the Jessica's opinion about yes. what media have you been consuming lately, <laughs> if any? Okay, okay. So here in San Francisco, I'm staying with Charity Majors, Ooh. and. Uh, the other day, I think staying with charity is consuming media of some type. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> just being it's, it's around charity is—it's yeah, that's its own thing. Yeah, it's it amazing. fun. Um, yeah, and you and her house is like super rainbow too. <laughs> so you might guess. Uh, yeah. So the other day we watched Schmigadoon. Oh, which... I really oh, want to watch it, so this? I want to hear what you think oh, about it. Oh, okay. Oh, what is yeah. it? Yeah. I I mean. Based on like, you know, if you're talking about sci-fi anime stuff, you should hate it because it's like a couple gets trapped in a super cheesy musical. It's the Buffy <laughs> musical episode, but the whole show is that. That sounds amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it like it like begs you to hate it because it's so cheesy. And so like like the 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 little musical that they get trapped in is full of like misogyny and I mean it's just old like not like it, it's I mean like ironically in the sense that the main that the modern characters who get trapped there are like these people are awful but the people are like like the 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 witches what were they what do they call themselves the mothers against the future so so the the bad guys are the the people who don't want modern values and but meanwhile all the girls in the town are singing about chasing down wedding rings and so <laughs> yeah very that, that making tracks. fun of traditional oh. values yeah. in that the tracks we we the, earlier this summer we watched carousel for some reason that escapes Car- me at the moment <laughs> why we why we went yeah, back and, and watched carousel and why not that has, though i mean that 2020, 2021 right right yeah right. and yeah there's there's a there's a lot of very questionable material in carousel right right like not the values i want my kids to grow up with but they see it around them and fortunately they rebel against that um nice. yeah yeah but anyway the musical just the, the show Schmigadoon begs you to hate it but I, I i actually am enjoying it i think we might watch more glad you brought that because i've been i forgot about that and i gotta say i feel like apple tv is kind of killing it with original programming lately <sighs> like 
Yeah, I can only watch yeah. it at charities because okay. if I try to yeah. watch it at home, I would have to log into Apple TV. And that is asking too much. It's just <laughs> so hard. Yeah, I, I watched, the, I think I've three episodes into Foundation. Oh, yeah, I told and him he could watch that one without me because Asimov is just... I, I, read it, I read it as a teenager and have no memory of, of, that, of that story. So- so I will tell you, Bridget, because there's quite a bit of Asimov that's not great. And like I was concerned, but someone who would have the same reaction you just did absolutely loved the series and said it was really, really well done and not the... For those of you listening at home, Bridget made a uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, now but, but also, it's funny when you said, you know, a show that begs you to hate it. Another uh, Apple TV original that is... A hundred times better than it has any right to be from what you think it is, is Mythic Quest. Yep. Which is like you would, I, I, I almost watched it on accident because I'm like, I do not want to see this is a show about a game studio. It looks terrible. Not only is it really, really funny, both seasons have an episode that gets you in the, mi- the middle, it's middle of the season yep. and it kicks you right in the heart and you go, oh, wow. Oh my God. That was yeah, so I, uh, sweet, and so it's it's and it's very sharp, and it's not like Silicon Valley where you're like that's a little too on the nose, and it's episode yeah, that was hard to watch season sometimes. one. I watched that about two weeks after my big breakup. Oh yeah, and Aww. it destroyed me, especially because the the woman in that episode was my ex's stand-in celebrity. Oh. Oh man! <laughs> wow, <so> that's <laughs> it. Was like it was square in the heart. <laughs> Let's move to well, another question. <laughs> that, that actually, I want to oh. interject that in this visual medium that is a podcast, <laughs> I'm being entertained by Trevor's dog running back and forth and back and forth <laughs> behind him, like from room to room. I don't know. There's a hallway behind Trevor, and it's like a journey where his dog is weaving his way back and forth. It's very cute. Dog looks very happy and excited. I, I, I did have earlier today, I had noise canceling headphones on, but I wasn't listening to anything because I, I don't know how it's taken me however long as a parent to discover that that is a brilliant thing to do when the kids are fighting. Uh, but I'm, I'm dog sitting. So we have two dogs in the house right now. One, my dog is a seven month old puppy and the other one is a five month old puppy. So they basically are wrestling nonstop. And it's actually very hilarious to watch two dogs wrestle silently. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't figure it out. Um, so, but so, so Scott, Scott Hain asks us and we were probably going to get to this anyway, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll give the credit to Scott. Uh, he says, I would love to know what the high point of your year was not necessarily any kind of tech achievement, but what warmed your heart personally? We can take as much time as you want because because this Joe long can... pause is staying yeah. in. <laughs> it's just gonna be this like giant like, long pause. I I am gonna talk about a tech thing and then people can riff off that and go to non tech. But I'm gonna say that uh, I was participating as a PM um, shepherding a particular feature in Kubernetes. And yes, mark your calendars, 2021 is the year of IPv6 on the Kubernetes cluster. Uh, We are finally here um, because it turns out you can't really just have IPv6 because people have IPv4 everything. 
but you can have dual stack that lets people have clusters that can talk IPv4 and IPv6. And you would think if you, if you remember the nineties, when people would tell you that IPv6 was coming and you were like, uh-huh. And then you would ignore it for another 20 years. We're actually past that now, finally. And I did a bunch of like behind the scenes work to help make that happen. And it was so gratifying to have the feature finally go to GA in Kubernetes at the beginning of December. Because it turns out everything that you want to push through in a giant mega open source project goes a zillion times slower than you want it to. And it's really, really, really exciting to have something actually finish, especially because in all of our tech jobs, we just kind of keep iterating. We don't necessarily finish anything. And so like something actually got done and I'm so happy about actually finishing <laughs> something. Bridget's highlight awesome. is something got done. Good I, I, job. I too, I too someday finished. would like to finish something. <laughs> yeah, that it's would be really nice. exciting. It's really exciting. <laughs> I, I didn't think it ever was real. Sometimes it feels like just Groundhog's Day having the same conversation a thousand mm-hmm. times and it never actually gets any further. No, I, and we exactly. agree not to do it. And then six months later, we're back to talking about doing it again. So, yeah, so that's the high point of my year is something got finished. That's rad. I'm jealous. Uh, one of the high points of my year was giving up on ever getting anything done and, and <laughs> switching jobs, as you do. But now I work at Honeycomb, and it's awesome. So cool. That's rad also. Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't the real highlight of my year, although that was great and still is great. Um, my partner moved from Tennessee to St. Louis. So now we live like three miles apart and it's fabulous. That's wonderful. It's so much shorter distance to visit each other. It is. It is. If I know anything about one number being smaller than the other, that's great. Yeah. It's like we're hanging out and finishing each other's sentences. And it just reminds me of Bridget and Joe. I'm like, I've seen another couple who's like this. I feel like I am going to try to remember. Joe is shaking his head. Bridget. I'm going (laughs) to. I'm going to try to remember to grab the video of this and screenshot the looks on Bridget and Joe's faces. And the dissonance between the two. (laughs) It's been a long pandemic is all I can say. I would say for, for me, the highlight of my year is just realizing how much of a community I've found myself in. And how much they care about me. That's really nice. The thing I would say, again, it's always hard. I I, I do not do well with being put on the spot with questions like this. Everyone's like, your favorite thing? What's the favorite thing? And there's recency effect for sure. But you know what? I'm thinking about it. Like The highlight is going to sound silly, but there was a week when I had breakfast with Bridget every day for like three days in a row. And it was at KubeCon. And it was funny. It was like it was the so only cool. time we really saw each other through KubeCon. And it was just, we didn't plan for it. It was just, we happened to be at the hotel uh, breakfast place at the same time. And we just sat and had breakfast. And it was, it wasn't just because it was really nice to see Bridget every day, but it was, and it wasn't like return to normalcy, but it was just like, this is what it's like to spend time with friends again. I mean, KubeCon in general was like, Oh my God, but it was crazy, but just sort of that like, and then when it occurred to me on like the third day, I'm like, oh, we're having breakfast today every, and, and on accident, it was pretty great. The other thing, by the way, uh, 
that was the highlight of KubeCon was remembering the pro tip I learned about conferencing from uh, Mary Thangval and Jeremy Price, which is always bring your swimsuit because most hotels have a hot tub. And starting your conference day at the hot tub is a really good way to conference. Let me tell you, it's not, you know, so... Uh, which brings us back to our green rooming when we said if we did the show on Twitch, we would do it in a hot tub. Um, so, you know. I think that was live. For the hot tub was it live? I think yeah. we may have brought that into the live conversation. But you, you also made me think of one other thing that was really a highlight of my year, which was uh, I rode a century on a bicycle. I rode 100 miles on a bicycle. Wow. On purpose. All in on a row. On purpose. All in a and row. And that was good? Yes, it was great. I'm not an I'm not typically an athletic person, and I trained for it, and I didn't wow. die, and it was awesome. Didn't die. All right, Joey, you did you did not tell us a highlight of your year. Oh, I got a highlight. Yeah, you're highlight on the show. Okay, well, so so the highlight the highlight of the year was, and I'm going to have to go back and bum us out for a little bit. So in in February of 2020, right before right before the world ended, uh, our our older cat Iria passed away. And we probably waited too long, but in June of this year, we got, where is she? Ripley, who is down there sleeping as usual. And this, this was, this was good for the two of us, but it was even better for Nimoy. He was, he was a very, he he was was a very, he was a very lonely cat for, for, you know, a year plus. And and they always say the best the best cat toy you can get a cat is another cat, and it has done wonders for his for his behavior and his attitude. He is a he is a much happier cat nowadays. Now that he has now that he has another cat to to wrestle around with and wake up at three o'clock in the morning, even though she is now she is now more than twice his size because he's a, he's a very tiny cat, but. Uh, but she has been she has been an excellent addition to the team, That's such and a that is and that is probably and that is probably the the high point of the year because sure. because it really it really helped Nimoy out. I wish my cat didn't hate other cats. She gets angry when she sees if she sees another cat outside, <laughs> she'll get all bushy and like you don't want to go near her because she'll attack you because she thinks you're the cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were we were prepared we were prepared for the worst because. The entire time, because when we got we got Nimoy as a kitten, and our other cat Iria was already like fifteen years old. She's already really old. She wanted nothing to do like, with with Nimoy. Me. There was hissing and growling and the whole thing. So we were kind of prepared for the worst when introducing Ripley, and it was like, did you get Ripley as a kitten? Yeah, yeah. She is she is eight months old um, as of as of a few days ago, um, and she is giant. Um, I also, I refer to her as Chunky Brewster. She is, she is, uh, she's, she's a little, she's a little bit of a chunk monster. Um, but it was, yeah, we were, we were prepared. We were prepared for their introduction to take, to take days. But, uh, but it took a matter with a white belly. Yeah. It took a matter of hours and and those two were those two were fast friends. Wow! It was it was it was literally like we got her we brought her home in the afternoon and by the and by that night they were they weren't they weren't palling around but there wasn't there wasn't hissing and growling and and all sorts of and all sorts of carrying on. 
And now they are, and now they are their besties. And we think she must be by, by now, maybe 12 pounds. Oh, probably. She is, she is a, she is a, she is a, she is a, she's a, she's a chunky girl. And Nimoy, our little cat, um, is six years old and five pounds. Yes. He got to to five, he got to five pounds at like six months old and stopped. So that was the, that was the the highlight on your cat. Highlight of our, the highlight of our year. So I was just revisiting because I thought I remembered correctly the show notes from last year's year end wrap up, which is when Trevor said that what he, what his uh, thing that happened in 2020 was this dog that we keep talking about. So Friday is when Trevor got Friday. So in addition to that, I also got a dog this year. So Moxie. So uh, came to, came to start living with us over the summer. So yeah. So new, new doggo, you know, uh, which was oh, yeah. funny. So you Friday, can... Friday actually got to investigate. Friday was at my house like a couple of weeks before Moxie came home. So we actually were testing out the gates because <laughs> it was it worked out kind of well. But you had you had a couple dogs there. You had Friday was there and yeah. Mickey was there. That's right. You couldn't come to DevOps Days Minneapolis because you oh. had tiny new puppy. That's true. It was yeah. It was was not going to be prudent to leave a ten week old puppy by herself. Um, just to go to DevOps in Minneapolis, but I really did. I'm sure the puppy would have been it. perfectly happy to take care of the house. Yes. <laughs> now, last year, have you just moved in? Yes. I actually, today is the one year anniversary of me getting the keys to my house. Oh, congrats. So I'm trying to remember when we record, if it was, I, I'm thinking in my head, I'm remembering sitting in my apartment when we recorded. So I feel like we recorded er- before I moved, but I was probably right about to, which the funny thing is I could absolutely tell you because I'm sure it's on the calendar. I'm sure there's a calendar invite from last year because <laughs> this matters. That it's This is this is quality we, content right here. We do always review some forms of statistics. So if yeah, the statistic this is, is about like, the best. When did oh, we record? Yeah, yep. December 8th. So it was a week Sorry. earlier last year. So it was a, it was right before, and I probably didn't, probably was not willing to talk about it on the show because I was super nervous about telling anybody until I closed. So I probably told Lest y'all. Lest it in the be green like room. one of those reboots that was a failed update. That's right. Yeah. So Trevor, Trevor's been to my house. That was a it's highlight. A very nice house. I you know had like a cookout for the DevOps Days Chicago organizers because uh, wow. one of our founding members. Uh, moved away this summer and so uh we had a little little kind of going away uh which was just an excuse to have people come cook out at my house (laughs) (laughs) it was nice Um, it was like it was one of the first things we all got to do together post vax if not one of it was the (laughs) i'm talking about maybe non-devops related things but okay well even then (laughs) though i was like yeah it kind of felt like that so we can talk about the show for a minute Speaking I was going to, we have, we have complete the, the agenda has completely gone out the window. This show, is the, not a TV show. Yeah, no, this is the annual re- sci-fi and yeah. other media review. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're, we're, we're checking in, we're checking in on, on, uh, on the, the shit we've been watching. But I anyway, mean, remember we, we had about, a very in-depth conversation. I mean, like looking at the show notes, like Joe went it, through. In depth, I, I, Babylon Five I episodes. Did. So yeah. I did. I did. I did not. I did not come with any prepared content for this <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very. I'm very sorry. But yeah, we should actually talk about about the show that we're essentially here to talk about. So, so 
favorite episodes. Okay, I did some research today so that oh, I would have something to say for favorite episode. Right. Woo! I oh, listen to some of them. <laughs> yeah. And I like the one with Emily Freeman mm-hmm. about words are hard. Although on that show, Matt, you and Emily talked about some class that you attended with some secret formula for presenting to power. And, and you referred to it several times. And then you didn't tell us what it was. What? <gasps> what? Yeah. I don't even know what. Oh my god! I got to go back and listen to that now because I'm trying to even think about what that was. Is there a link in the show notes? Well, no. If there was, I think that if there was. Oh, I didn't look. Um, you know, <laughs> I wonder if that's. Hang on, I'm going to look and see if I've got the transcription for it because that might make me remember. Oh no, I didn't put the one in. Oh shit, I didn't. <laughs> um, it was a lot of cursing in that episode. I enjoyed that. There, well, well, it was it was Emily. <laughs> And we had both just started our new jobs when we recorded. Yeah. Yeah. So you're at Palumi now. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. Last year on the, on the, I got to announce my brand new job at Red Hat. And then almost exactly a year later, I started a brand new job at Palumi. So Trevor, you didn't even get a chance. This is like two jobs you haven't followed me to yet. So you are slacking. You know, that always bothered me. (laughs) (laughs) That you were following Matt. Yeah. (laughs) He has to forge his own destiny. Yeah. Although the, like, the, the, the reality is if I followed Matt, I'd probably be in a better position. You know. Well, it's not too late. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, so Jessica, like the Emily Freeman episode, which, uh, you know, glad to hear that. I, I enjoyed doing it. I wish I published it sooner. I sat on that one a little long, <laughs> as you can tell. Uh, but it, it aged. It aged well, like a lot of, you know. Um, Bridget does the timely episodes. I do the timeless ones. That's how I look at it. There you go. Well, she does the ones where it's okay. I'm doing this. We have to get it out as soon as possible. Well, like block your calendar because I need this episode. I'm not patient, but also (laughs) I'm often talking about like this particular open source project, you know, is launching this version or whatever. Mm. It's really mostly the former though. For my episode, well, it took weeks for me to make the art, and that was that. That was the. Uh, that's right. Chapter. I remember that one. That one was. Yeah. But it turned out really well. That was that was one Cat of my favorites. The I art. loved that one. I, well, the episode turned out really great. That was one of my favorites. Cool. Um, but speaking of art, my favorite episode uh, was the drawing DevOps episode with Ashton Roddenheiser. So if you. You may have seen Ashton around uh, the conference circuit, but she she does quite a bit of uh, live sketches. Actually, I learned quite a bit about what uh, a whole other aspect of the work that she does that isn't just drawing uh, pictures of people's talks at DevOps days, but kind of doing the the sketch recording at meetings. Uh, and a lot mm-hmm. of it's, it was it was it was it was pretty interesting. It was very fascinating to me to sort of see all the things that she's learned about DevOps over the years of drawing, which. Which actually, the more I think about it, that would have been a great episode to do with Joe, <laughs> because you know well, that's I was I was going to bring that up because that's something that's something I enjoyed about that episode. I enjoyed I enjoyed yet another outsider's perspective on on DevOps days because I was when when I started going to to DevOps days. You know, being being voluntold that I'm that I'm going to provide the <laughs> the uh, the audiovisual for one, I had I had no idea. I mean, I had you know sat in my fair share of of uh, of tech.
Slack events just from work stuff, but but getting but getting somebody who's who's not but seeing somebody else who's not steeped in it who really doesn't have a clue as to what these people are talking about it's it's interesting and and her her impressions and her experience and my experience kind of kind of overlapped a little bit meanwhile i think the the episodes that stood out for me i mean i didn't do that many this year and i'm not super good at listening to the ones i'm not on sorry not sorry but I will say that it's really exciting to talk to open source project maintainers about details that may not be, you know, on the repo or things that they've run into or problems that they're trying to solve or the future directions they want to take the project. So, yeah, I talked to um, open source mesh maintainers about like their future plans for multi-cluster and talked to Kent from Brigade about Brigade V2 before Brigade V2 was even released. It is released now, but like it's, I like that. that kind of get people talking about something they're excited about and see what direction that goes. I'm like Bridget. I don't listen to ones that I'm not on and I wasn't on any this year. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor, instead, can you give us an example of something, whether it be a TV show or a podcast of other sorts that you did listen to this year or, or watch this year that stood out for you? Yeah, I discovered this series. Actually, you know, maybe I talked about this last year because I've been listening to this guy for a while now. Uh, it's called Project Farm. Oh, I thought he was going to say Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> Project uh, Farm. It's this YouTube channel where this uh, this person basically buys a bunch of a particular type of tool and then puts them through mostly scientific tests to determine which which of them are the highest quality. And it's super fascinating did, and super interesting. Up last year, it sounds very familiar. Yeah, this sounds like the your parents subscribe to all of these totally bizarre YouTube shows <laughs> that are like young couple lives in Alaska, comma builds everything from scratch, comma there's a lot of snow, comma they seem miserable, and that's a YouTube show. Yeah, there, there is apparently like an entire YouTube subculture of of people like building their own cabins and like log homes in like the middle of nowhere Alaska or Canada or So it's like wilderness like with webcams? Yes. Yeah. And, and like, they they basically document they're like they're usually like It's kind of talking head docudrama as like they're drilling or yeah. whatever. Today I'm going to put up this drywall and and they show themselves like putting up the drywall and they're like watch this avidly and they are like my mom actually just told me about a series like this i don't know i think it was exactly (laughs) the same but it was very similar and the 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 one the one we watched when we were there on thanksgiving was this couple living in like you know the middle of nowhere canada or whatever and they had chickens so they have all these eggs and they were and they were they were preserving Whole chicken eggs in it's a single Bridget is water making cooler. a major no, no, it, no. It, it looked it did it, it did not, not look good. I, I don't like I I don't like <laughs> eggs under the best of circumstances. And this was this was water basically this was it's not called the it's best called of circumstances. Yeah, they're called water glass eggs. It's basically it's sort of like pickling, but without anything that would make them pickle. It's basically you're you're soaking your you're storing your eggs in a in a pail of basically uh, water with lye, so it's it's, it's lye. It's, it's like prayers for egg preservation. It's like water mixed with calcium hydroxide, and you keep the eggs in it. And then they showed some that didn't go well. 
They were like, these grayish ones didn't. Nope. <laughs> it, I am after I, I, I looked this up online after I watched the episode and apparently it is a thing that you can do. You can, you can, you can keep eggs in a solution of water and calcium hydroxide and then use them as like normal eggs. So many. This questions. is physically possible. It, it is. It is physically possible. But not the technology. <laughs> they have the technology, sort of. Though it seemed to yeah, fail. We have frequently. the technology. They're called grocery stores <laughs> or refrigerators. So let's see. Podcasts. I will. I will also say that another 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 favorite episode <laughs> of mine. Just oh, yeah, we, the, we didn't have the, the pure. Well, the the pure the pure editing challenge was the was the tech Twitter episode because there was like there were like fifteen guests on that episode and it was a and it was kind of, it was a challenge to edit that one. So I will say this is without going into like you know Joe Joe you you do your format your way you do stuff, um, but the tool for everyone who's listening who does podcasty things, uh, Descript is really good and it's a whole different way to think about how you do it because the transcription is built into the editing so what ends up happening is you bring it in it uses machine captions but you edit with the text yeah it's almost like you want to edit according to the words instead of the wiggly sound waves you can go into the wiggly sound waves if you want like there's definitely places and um, there are places where I've where I've done that, but you can do a really good sweep and get a bunch of good stuff done. It's also uh, pretty. You have to be careful; like you can get overzealous because it will get rid of filler words and gaps. But don't over be overzealous. Like uh, there are definitely filler for things that identifies that I say that it thinks are filler words that are just my verbal tics. Uh, it's very interesting, and it's especially fun if you are. Uh, using a multi-ender, which I do sometimes, like I record a Squadcast, a multi-ended recording like a Zencaster or Squadcast, where instead oh, of... Oh, like where you, know, you have both people on separate tracks. Separate tracks, because then the transcription's much better because it also can definitely oh, it identify the who who. who's who. It's versus kind of what bad it does. at noticing when voices change, yeah. They are, although it's gotten a little better at like you being able to tell. But the, the reason I bring this up with the deserted island DevOps one was really hard because there's there's like 10 people on that episode. And so when you bring it in and I recorded it on Zoom, it's gonna it plays a little snippet. It's like, who is this? And I'm like, I don't know the people, which is fine <laughs> for like four people, but I'm like, there's enough people on that episode that I don't know, they're not like my besties ever. And even if it was recognizing from like one sentence, you're like, I think that's scary, but I'm not sure. Um, the script is the future of editing. It is not the present for video at all. I can, I haven't even tried, but don't I can imagine yet. I mean, it's, it'll, it'll get there. I'm, I'm thinking of moving, moving my, my workflow from audacity and garage band to just to, to logic pro X and see, and see how, and see how that goes. But I'm, I, I need, I need my, I need my waveform. I need, I need to be able to see, I need to be able to see the audio. It does that's, show that's the waveform. It's very, yeah, it's yeah, very you, much you how I, that, it's very much how that I do too. it. You, you kind of have both together. You know, if you yeah. And to. you can, you can tell it where you want it to stop and start and it gets, yeah, don't count on it. The, 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 the other place where it, there. Yeah, it's also because it's transcription first. Again, their machine captions 
but they're they're fairly good and they're, they're easy enough. to correct and they're very easy yeah. to correct as you go. Yeah. Um, but I like it with my flow with with ADO um, because then I have the captions right away. And we do. Uh, you may or may not know this, listeners or hosts, but we do support transcriptions on our website now. When I put them in, which I don't always do, because if I if I did the episode and edited and the script, I have it. If it's one of y'all's, I have to put it through uh, Caster or through through a service that costs money, which is fine. And by the way, I did I mean, look script and try- costs money, but well, the script subscribe. costs money, but it's but it's That's a, a fix. That's I already have it right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did look into like so the reason, I, and I, I am apologizing, making no excuses. We are missing accessibility, and we need to do better. Going back through our whole back catalog, I calculated it would cost us over $45,000 to transcribe all of back catalog ADO. So that we are trying to go forward with it and make that be something we have. But that said, if you are, if you want to sponsor that, we'll take it. Well, we actually do have (laughs) sponsors that give us money that go towards that, but not enough to pay for that said, if if somebody wants to do a $45,000 you know, directly, you know, pay our, we, we could put that. their ad in front of all those transcriptions. So last couple little podcasty things, uh, when we look back at the, so we did, a, we had 11 episodes this year. I actually, it was funny. Cause I was thinking, I was like, I feel like we didn't have a lot of episodes, but that's almost one a month. That's not atypical for us. Plus and four I do in have, your pot. yeah, we got four, the four ready to go. So, <laughs> so there should be a whole bunch more content coming. Um, so we actually had a pretty pretty good year for that. But that being said, as of today, December 15th, uh, the most listened to episode in 2021 was, drumroll please, All Things Docker. So goes to Bridget uh, as the host. Uh, you know, I guess you get the gold star for to, that. Or to, to Donnie and Justin as. Yeah, wow. They're not yes. here. So except in their stead. Um, Docker, Docker, still, Docker still moves in the needle. Like it's like it's 2012. I have, oh my a, God. I have a theory about that. I actually think that because we recorded the episode quote unquote live and it was like on Zoom and it was pretty early in 2021 where people like still want and and we recorded it at like US lunchtime. There were a lot of reasons that a lot of people were able to join it. And so I think that kind of gets a cascading effect of people talking about it and linking to it and such. Uh, the second most listened to episode was Foundational Practices uh, with Johan Abiltsikov. And the best part about that one is we had a really hard time getting me to understand how to pronounce his name because the letter V uh, in Johan's accent is pronounced differently than I thought. And we kept arguing. I kept thinking he was saying B. It was it was. And then that actually became part of a conversation we had about communication breakdown from context. Um, and the number three episode was actually our first episode of the year, which was doing releases right with Scott Hain, mm. uh, which I didn't even remember that was this year. Like when I was looking back, I mean, I remember doing the episode, but I was like, oh yeah, we did that earlier. What's our total uh, listen count? Of oh, okay. The, well, let's, let's find out. Hang, hang on. Let's, oh, of 2021. <laughs> um, well, I mean, cumulative from the beginning, obviously. That's yeah. Let's always look, okay. discuss total downloads. 1.6 <laughs> million. Wow. Cumulative since the existence of ADO, uh, 1.6 million. Uh, I remember how many, when, how many people are just running this in their build systems. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Uh, if you are, if you are, well, let's um, see. And he was listening. Oh, we pulled, did I, did I give us our, did I share with y'all our Spotify 
stats. We actually are starting to get uh, a lot more people listening on Spotify um, than than we have in the past. Oh, six new countries uh, listening to us. The the countries that like uh, that listen to uh, ADO the most on Spotify are Slovenia, Kenya, Serbia, Lesotho, and Nigeria. Wow. Um, let's see. Uh, oh. Our follower, our Spotify follower count grew by 62%. Our listeners grew by 16%. And um, to 62 and 16, respectively. No. Uh, oh, no. Listen to this. This one I thought was interesting. There are 137 people on who listen to ADO on Spotify more than any other podcast on Spotify. So we have 137 Spotify super fans. Um, 12 of our fans listen to us on their birthday. Seven. That's a, that's a, that's a weird metric. Seven, seven that people listen weird. to us on New Year's Day. 14 people listen to us on International Podcast Day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a number. 48, there are 48 people who listen to most of the episodes we have on Spotify. So okay. you 48 people. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Thirty-four percent of our fans listen between eleven and five, eleven a.m. and five p.m. Okay, their time zone. Um, or ours? I, I think it's local. Yeah. Good. Um, let's see. I just, why don't I have a number? Okay, that didn't give us that number. You have a lot of numbers. We had a lot of numbers, but none of which All were terribly numbers. interesting. Anyway, if we go back and look at, so that's not inclusive of Spotify. The number that one point six million Spotify. Comes in in a whole 1. different 6 way. Million plus one hundred and thirty plus plus a couple more. Uh, no, it's like it's it's quite a few thousand. Welcome to our podcast on podcasting. Well, this, is, this, this is this is this is the... Bridget's favorite time of the year. Yeah, um, the podcast about podcasting. Okay, here if you want to actually know the um, where no, that's catalog. The rest of DevOps. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's see if we look for. If we could only do this on Twitch, we could do this every time. <laughs> well, it'd be more interesting because we'd be sitting in a hot tub while we're doing this. <laughs> Why do people think there are hot tubs? And we have no, because I, I, I saw I saw a thing crazy. online about because it's banned. If you're in a hot tub on Twitch, you will get your stream banned. It's like not allowed. Yeah, yeah, there was. I, I read a I read a Gizmodo article or something about yeah. about one of these like top top Twitch streamers who like played video games in a hot tub and got banned. Is the concern about electrocution? No, 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 no. It's about nudity. Yes. yes. Same reason you can't show your feet. Okay, back to back to stats. Um, <laughs> we actually numbers. have we have like twenty seven hundred followers on on Spotify. And uh, over 4,300 people have listened to us. Uh, 24,000 times someone has start, at least started uh, one of our episodes. So so we, it's Spotify is, yeah, it's non-trivial uh, for where people listen to us. So that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, we also, I don't have any way to know this, but you can listen to us on Audible and iHeartRadio. Uh, apparently, uh, I guess those are places people listen to podcasts. Um, so those Wait, are some about, numbers. Um, what's that thing my hairstylist uses? Pandora. Is that I don't think thing? Pandora. I don't think Pandora has podcasts. Google has a thing, and Apple has a thing. 
Yeah, but we get those. Those will come from those will come in our other stats. Yeah, Blueberry will have those because those just pull from our feed. Spotify like slurps, slurps it in and then does it different. <laughs> so we kind of we kind of spent most of the podcast talking about what happened in 2021. So looking forward did, did we, into <laughs> we sort of did. Let's, we sort of we spent some time talking well, about TV. Some, we no, talked we about, TV about TV that we watched. In we talked about the what else did anybody do in 2020? What else did yeah, anyone do just, in 2021? Talked about our favorite things. Talked about yeah, our favorite things. I, I ate breakfast yeah, with Bridget and watched TV. That was my yeah. 2021. <laughs> yeah, I ate breakfast with Bridget every day. Because I mean, Joe, Joe I was to, like, <laughs> usually I have to make the breakfast. See, that's that's that that's the thing about you, like getting to have breakfast with Bridget. It's a different experience if you have to make the breakfast for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful experience. Yes, it's a wonderful experience. <laughs> I made breakfast tacos this morning. They were so oh. good. Mm-hmm. Oh. He used tortillas from Nixta. We should put a link in the show notes. To, even though I don't think you can get them yeah, if you don't live I, in the Twin Cities. Yeah. But they're really good. Yes. Right, for, we'll the, a- for the six people that listen to this podcast in <laughs> Minneapolis, go to Nixta. Nixta tortillas are so good. I, I think we probably have more more listeners in Minneapolis than six. Well, for this episode, though. Uh, <laughs> all right, wait, wait, wait. I can tell you, I can tell you. Oh, uh, numbers. over More time, numbers. over time, uh, our show has been listened to over 14,000 times in Minneapolis, St. Paul. How many of them are us catching up on? I was about to say, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm fairly certain to this podcast. Well, I, was gonna say, I was pretty sure that Bridget told me she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I don't think, yeah, yeah. And Joe, you you listening to it while editing doesn't count against yeah. our stats. That's before it's published. <laughs> yeah. All right, San Francisco is our 20... highest number. Ooh. All right. Not before surprising. we move on to 2022, um, let's just get any other recaps that people want to talk about. Things that were highlights of 2021 you want to mention for the podcast. Hashtag Kubernetes. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, at, at Honeycomb, we um, we actually moved over to Kubernetes. We're, or, nice. uh, we're not quite, not everything's running on Kubernetes, but we've kind of been like, yeah, Kubernetes, we don't use it for years. And now we do. I feel like you must have the most observable Kubernetes that has ever been observed. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, we do put a lot of effort into that. Whenever a problem happens and we can't see it in our tracing data and we couldn't find it, then we, we work on adding it. Yes. Does it change the nature of the Kubernetes to be observed? Oh, this is, is there a, is there an Heisenberg's Kubernetes yeah. principle? Yeah. There is yeah. definitely a point where if you get too much information on your system, your system crashes. I mean, just in general, <laughs> there is such a thing as sending too much data over the network. You got it straight from Honeycomb. It's pretty far, got though. It. It's pretty modulate. Yeah. You're observing. Like, observe it, but not too much. I mean, observability is about like consciously selecting what information you need. Um, yeah, it's, absolutely. And and like consciously sampling if if you need sampling, and uh, it really is about like getting your system to teach you what you need, not about dumping fucking metrics out your butt. <laughs> There's your cold open. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? Always, <laughs> always go with the swear. <laughs> Joe, it would, it, I feel like I know the answer to this, and it would be hard because I remember in our first year end wrap up show, I just tried to go even pull clips from previous episodes, and it was hard. 
But I would love maybe maybe we can find a milestone. The first year after I after I started editing the show, the year end wrap up, I did a supercut of all like the cold oh, open oh, for this did. episode oh. was was a was a supercut okay. of all the cold opens. No, so but but with the with the the analysis, so it reminds me. So like I've been here and there listening to to Office Ladies to the like you know Office Rewatch podcast. Um, and they have like one of their listener. It's like this huge, giantly popular podcast. Apparently, um, it's fun if you like the I Office. But watching it, the Office. Oh, you might you might enjoy this show. So it's it's uh, Jenna and Angela. Like they're rewatching it and talking about it, and it's like one of the biggest podcasts wow. of the last two years. That's anyway, pretty meta. Yeah, but one of their now and it kicked off a whole concept. There's like tons of shows doing. There was like a Scrubs one. Uh, there's wow. ones called Parks and Recollect Parks and Recollection. So <laughs> there's one for Voyager too. Yeah, it was a great um, one for West Wing a few years ago. Yeah, but I think oh, Office is, Ladies is, there, is what sort of started. And it, is there is there the podcast about nothing, which is the rewatch of of Seinfeld? That I, I want to know. Me. I have to Google that. I want to know who's going to do the podcast that is a re-listen of Arrested DevOps. So. If anyone oh out there wants to probably start probably none meta, of us because we never listened to that. We don't listen to it, but but, <laughs> but thousands of you do. So so That's I think there should be a meta there should be a okay. meta ADO podcast. Um but anyway, one of the listeners to Office Ladies is he's like a data scientist and he's written in recently and he's been doing calculation because they all have their little verbal ticks and and stuff about like how often they say the word lady and all this stuff and like he's committed to like getting all the way through and uh he's like kind of a you know the fans of the podcast love this guy now too um so so anyway so if any of you data scientists that listen to the show would like to perform statistical analysis on how often um we talk about the fact that bridget's never seen the show arrested development um i think the answer is seven but yeah (laughs) It's a non. It's not a large number, but it's an existent number. Um, number of times we we call Trevor the youngest over time. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's that's played. Like you know, I I think it's been that that probably peaked about five years ago. Um, you call Moxie the youngest. Moxie, Moxie yeah. probably is the youngest. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe Ripley. How old is Ripley? Ripley yeah. When Ripley's was when was when was Moxie born? Two dates. April April twenty something. Has oh. has Ripley beat by like ten days? Okay, yeah. Ripley so. Ripley was born April eleventh. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So they're basically the same. Um, the the fun thing is the original plan with if I had gotten the dog when I was expecting and my ex had gotten her dog when was expecting the dogs the dogs that we were expecting to get would have been about a week apart in age, and oh. so. Yeah, my son was head when we were first talking about this. So he was already planning like the joint birthday parties of his dogs. But <laughs> to be honest, them being about two months of this has been because it would have been a lot for the kids to have two brand new puppies at both houses at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but yeah, um, Puppy stage is the best and the worst. It, it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remind myself. To at least wait another year or so before another dog, because it's been fun having the other one and them playing together. And I was having a really good time out in the yard playing with both dogs. I was like, oh, and I'm like, no, I said I was going to wait till Moxie was two before I got another dog. But maybe, maybe a year and a half. (laughs) And you're reminding me of one of the, you know, 
well-worn tweets that has been making the rounds again. The, you know, this, this software is not free as in beer, it's free as in puppy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's another one. One of the keynoters that Strangely mentioned open source software is free as in mattress. You bring it home and now your whole house is full of bugs and that's your problem. <laughs> I, oh uh, I actually found we've met the, um, the family that owns uh, Moxie's brother, you know, lives not far from us. And we've had had a play date. And I remember I was talking to the to the mom and. So their dog, Duck, Moxie's litter mate, is their second dog. You know, they already have a dog. And (laughs) she was talking, we were both talking about wanting to get another dog. And she said, you know, she was telling her husband she wanted to get another one. And he said, well, wait, but then we would have three dogs. And she's like, yes, yes, your your math is correct. We would would have three dogs. You're right. Yeah. So that that equation of that I we usually I usually apply to bikes and guitars also applies to dogs. Mm. The correct the correct number of how to calculate the correct number of dogs is n plus one. Yeah, where <laughs> n is the n is the current number of dogs number. you own. Do you own the dog though, or does the dog own you? Uh, well, that's cats. Like dogs. <laughs> well, there's there's like there's that great. It was funny. Uh, this is one of my favorite little comics I've seen, and my son told me about it today like he had discovered it as well but it's like in the first pain it's like it's a dog and the dog's sitting there going these people they they bring me food and they take care of me and they give me somewhere to live they must be a god and then the cat sitting there saying you know these people they bring me food and they take care of me I must be a god. <laughs> well, I mean, Trevor, you have dog and cat. What, what do you think? Is that accurate? Oh, 100%. 100%. There's also a great tweet going around recently about everyone who has two cats has one beautiful idiot and one demon plotting to take over the world. <laughs> but that's wow, totally that's true of my accurate. cats. Is it? Is it good? Is the beautiful idiot? Ripley is the beautiful idiot, and Nimoy is plotting to take over the world. Yes, because earlier Bridget picked up Ripley. For those of you who didn't get to see this, and Ripley just kind of like (laughs) sat there halfway upright with her arms flopped and stared at the camera. (laughs) She was she was was asleep until that very second. And she had her eyes open. That's why. But she up and she like didn't care. But she is, she's very, when you, when you pick her up, she's very like no bones. Yeah. She just, she just kind of, she just kind of, she just kind of goes limp. So we are definitely going to put a picture of Moxie and a picture of Ripley in the show notes. So make sure you get me one of those pictures there. uh, Lay Hayes and Kramhouts. What is, what is the, what is the, the combined plural noun of you two? What's your couple name? Yeah. What's your couple name? We don't. Jesus. What's your Joe? Name? What's Joe your makes name? a very unhappy face about that. I, I know that's. I, I knew. I knew exactly how Bridget was going to respond to it, which is exactly why I said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like the wait, why would we? Why well, would see, we? here's the here's here's the explanation. So they don't. The, your names don't the, go together very well. No, they, like, they don't. Really. Yeah, but it's not, you're not the, a Batman too. We are not back <laughs> in the olden, 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 olden days. Um, when we we had a we had a wiki. That we ran, that As we operated does. with with a bunch of our with a bunch of our friends about and you? about the yeah, no, was, just just it like was, it, no, was, it was it was events. Wiki. It was okay. this is like okay. two thousand two. Yeah, this was okay. this is 
old like time. Like Facebook doesn't exist yet, so we have our yeah, own. Yeah, Facebook doesn't exist yet. We build our own. So, so we would we establish we we came up with this way of like establishing where events were going to take place. Like who's, you know, hmm. party's going to be at, you know, such and such as house or whatever. So everybody Ryan started this. Ryan did start our our friend our friend Ryan did start this. We basically all picked Simpsons place names as one does as the nickname for our house. Oh, okay. So, so Ryan had Springfield Retirement yeah. Castle. And it was and it was and it was kind of based on the general the general vibe of the people that live there. Like uh like the Sammy had Android's Dungeon cuz video games. Yeah, cuz we would always kind of play video games over at our friend Sammy's house, so they became Android's Dungeon. Um the place where we would we kind of had all of our all of our big like, you know, drinking parties became Duff Gardens. You know, it was it was a very everybody kind of picked their own picked their own thing. So ours, and this is ours, is the only one who we still refer to by its place name. Ours was Gazebo Seven, and it's literally because there was an episode where the the nerds were like arguing with the drunks about who got who had reserved the gazebo, and we we are definitely the role playing nerds in costume who would argue with the drunks about who reserved the gazebo. For those of you who actually, it's the episode where Lisa joins Mensa. And they're yes. having their Renaissance fair, and they reserved they reserved the gazebo, but but uh, but uh, but uh, Lenny and Carl and like one of the other random characters is like hanging out hanging out drinking beers in the gazebo that they that they anyway. reserved. And, and Lisa goes up to Chief Wiggum and is like, "We reserved gazebo seven like weeks ago." Yeah, and so we have always referred to our house. As gazebo seven, as one does. So we don't really have a we don't really have like a, a name portmanteau. We just refer to to our household as gazebo seven. When we play we play online trivia over the last year. Our team name is gazebo seven. Okay, that's your team name. That works. We got that. All right, G seven. Make sure you get me a <laughs> very very simple in that it required like a fifteen minute explanation. <laughs> well, if there was a podcast episode where that belonged. Moving right along into 2022 and what everybody's looking forward to in the, in the coming, in the coming year. Ooh, I'll start. I am super, super excited to be in charge of even less stuff in the coming year than I was in the past. So I saw that listeners may recall that last year I was mentioning one of the exciting highlights was Stratton and Evo taking over the Global DevOps Days Org. Well, this year, one of the highlights is Andy Fleener is taking over the Minneapolis DevOps Days, uh, you know, instance. And I will still be on staff in an advisory slash helping slash handover capacity. But I'm so excited because it turns out when you're not in charge of something anymore, not only is it less work for you, but also it gives other people an opportunity to shine and grow and get recognition and accolades. It's so great. In related news, one of the lowlights of 2021 for me was taking over DevOps days from Bridget and having to do all that goddamn work. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was, that was just me You've trying done great. to um, <laughs> But that is very exciting. Also, you probably enjoy it more. When you don't have to be in charge, besides I mean, all the building other people out. up, but it's well, I guess you'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But I we'll find out exactly how in charge Andy is for this, uh, for this <laughs> conference when it actually gets well, around the planning. All right, Stratton, in your <laughs> estimation, how much have you and Evo been in charge of global this year? 
Have uh, I been uh, some sort of Machiavellian behind the scenes, monkey's paw sort of person? Like, no, no, no I, 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 for, again, those you can't see, I've been taunt, I'm, I'm just making faces to give the long, the long pause, the long pause, the long pause accomplishes that. No, actually, I will, I will say, Bridget's been fantastic, and and I have felt like um, I didn't want to, uh, for lack of a better word, bug you with stuff. But you've been very, you know, very good to be like, okay, like, you know, let's rubber duck this out. Let's sort of, sort of think through this and 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 be able to go to that. So, um, but, but that not to say that I don't did not have kind of the exact same thought when I saw your tweet that Joe did because core is one thing, DevOps Days Minneapolis is another. <laughs> but. We'll see. I think you're going to do great. I think Andy is going to do great. It's still, as I have said before, I started and still run DevOps Days Chicago, and I will still say that DevOps Days Minneapolis is the best DevOps Days. So, um, It it is a great DevOps Days. I'm really excited, though, about Andy being the new head chief decision maker in charge because I think that when you get someone different making some decisions, they might not make all the same decisions, which means I get a chance to be surprised and other people get a chance to have their voices heard who maybe I was always kind of saying, oh, let's do it my way. And now there's a chance to do something a little differently. It's exciting. Yeah. So that's, that's the big thing I'm looking forward to in 2022. That and on the work front, just like even more upstream Kubernetes and SIG network stuff. Just like that's been a big focus. We got, we got to get that mention of Kubernetes every, every couple of minutes. There are people, people, there are people who are not watching the video version and can't see that I'm wearing a vintage KubeCon t-shirt. They know who you are, Bridget. They know you're wearing a (laughs) Kubernetes t-shirt. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) How about you, Jessica? What are you looking forward to this year? Uh, next summer, we're going to the beach. <gasps> the beach? Wait, the beach. there's not a beach in St. Louis. No, we're going like to Tidy Island, Georgia. No. Oh, which, okay. Which has been a family tradition for a while, but then COVID, uh, but this year, this coming year, I've already reserved the house and we will go to the stupid beach. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it so much. Aw, that's great. No hot tubs, though. Just a beach. It's fine. Well, when you have the beach, we have the ocean. You don't need a hot tub. It's the Atlantic Ocean, and it's not the, the cold ocean. It's, it's really nice there. Trevor, what are you looking forward to? And continuing with my becoming an athletic person somehow, um, we're looking at doing another century next year, doing a ride from Seattle to Portland, and doing a triathlon I'm going to go for in Chicago next year. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, well, I rode my Peloton for nine days in a row. So, <laughs> hey, you know, it's a start. That is, that is start. That's really impressive. It's impressive considering that I've barely ridden it like in the last year or so. Like, I, I did it like every day for two months when I first got it back in May of 2020. And then there's actually a corollary connection to ADO uh, when it comes to a streak. <laughs> okay. So, you, Longtime listeners may or may not know this, but for at least the first year or two of ADO, 
at least me, and I think Trevor, this was true, but Trevor might have been, but I did not miss a single. I was on every single episode. And I remember there was an episode, and if I think hard about I think it was the Disasters episode. Oh, yeah, we used to have like multiple was the, oh, was the, episodes. But this was the first one. And I remember it was <laughs> it was like it was scheduled and I couldn't do it. And I was really nervous about like what was going to happen. But it was like, but because I missed doing one, it became okay to not host everyone, which is in this particular case is a good thing. Right. But the same thing happened with the Peloton because there would be workout like, cause I didn't want to break my streak. So you would see there were nights I was riding that bike at 1130 at night because I'm like, I don't want to break my streak. Oh. But as soon as I missed one, it became okay to not mm. do it every day. And then it very quickly got too easy to be like, Oh, I don't feel like doing it or whatever. It is like uh, Jerry Seinfeld talks about this. Yeah. Like it's that like a normalization that, of deviance. It is a hundred percent normalization of deviance, but it's also like why you do the, like the Seinfeld method is like when you're trying to, whether it's quit smoking or trying to do a certain thing every day, you literally draw the X's on the calendar because you'll build that streak and it will make it psychologically hard to, because the longer you go, you don't want to break it up. So I'm trying really hard to like, Get back into that. Um, just so what do, did you say? You, what did you say your current streak is at this moment? I think it's nine. I think today was the ninth day. Uh, so last Monday you, was my. So I'm assuming that means well? you're. I did. It, I, I wrote today already. Yes. I've okay, already so today. we don't have to like stop in time for you to. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, Stratton, what are you looking forward to in uh, in the coming in the coming year? Apparently, I'm looking forward to getting another dog. <laughs> it was... oh, <laughs> seems like it. Uh, I'd say that, uh, you know, even money on that. Um, I don't want to jinx things, but I am looking forward to spending some more time with other humans. You know, um, I very much don't want to jinx it. I'm looking forward to going to Valencia in May for KubeCon. Uh, program committee, you can help make that happen even more. Actually, the bigger problem is <laughs> the bigger problem is everybody who's fucking up COVID can make that fixed rather than the don't want to put that on the KubeCon program committee. I am also Wait, really what what you're saying, Stratton, is you need people to get on the ball with their vaccinations and boosters so that you can go give a conference talk in Spain. This sounds excellent to me. It, it's more like people. so I could go sit on the beach in Spain, but uh, and call them, work. But you know, get them shots, people. Yeah, As compensation. Shots, shots, shots. shots, 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 shots. Well. Um, I am. I am also really looking forward to uh, again. Hopefully, DevOps Day Chicago coming back in person in May. Um, our CFP is is open uh, still till the end of January, so uh, we're getting some pretty good submissions, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh, Trevor, I think, might probably have some fun extra. He's kind of a you know doing some fun stuff with us with that event. So again, COVID notwithstanding, not, I would say not COVID permitting, right? Or COVID, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, kind of, not, I don't want to say COVID will end on the creek don't rise. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm it's looking forward to things. The degrees of normal. fun activities there change whether we're in person or yeah. if it has to be online again or if it's hybrid, right? If or it's, if, it's, if it's in person, it's much more focused on organizing what food is going to be there. If it's going to be digital again, it's going to be back to organizing all the fun live streaming stuff. So it's very, it's very different fun paths, but both right. fun. I will. I will tell you that if we are in person, our food plans 
are pretty banging, you know, I'm pretty sure. Right. So I will say this. I mean, those of you who are like, we, we, we do, we do some pretty good, you know, we're, we're looking at some pretty traditional Chicago stuff and not, by the way, I need to go on record. I am also looking forward to next year, no longer having to explain to people on Twitter that nobody in Chicago actually enjoys deep dish pizza. We like tavern style pizza. We eat deep dish when y'all come to visit and that's about it. Um, but I mean, tavern uh, style still wrong. Get out. Is this a square versus triangle thing? Is this yes. A, yes. Is yes. This... yes. I like square cut pizza. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I like picking up the whole slice and folding it in half. That is well, you're not from way. here anyway, right? Aren't you from that's the East very, Coast anyway? I am from the East Coast. Yeah, so that's why you're wrong. That's why you're wrong. That's why you're wrong. Uh, this is the third rail. So anyway, you touch you touch Chicago style pizza. Wait, what's the St. Louis correct pizza? What's the canonical pizza? Oh, what's oh, that well, place? St. Louis style emos. Um, yeah. Is is super thin. It has Provel cheese, which is its own thing, um, and it's cut in little squares, like so you can like pile them up or fold them in half, and you can eat like a you can get like a sixteen or eighteen inch one, and like two people can eat it because it's so thin. I bought some toasted ravioli, frozen toasted ravioli at the Jewel nice. today. Speaking of St. Louis cuisine. I will also say I am also tentatively looking forward to to possibly returning to Europe. We'll uh, see. COVID COVID permitting, because I have I have also been told I've also been told to. So Valencia is tech is is tentatively on our calendar as well. So we might do a we might do a, a little bit of a little bit of Europe stuff in the week leading up to to Valencia. So we will we will very we will very much see. But the thing I'm I'm most looking forward to only because I was just talking to my brother and my dad about this when we're when we're at home is next summer is our is our uh, our rescheduled Canadian fishing trip. And uh and that is and that is that is a lot of that is a lot of fun. I'm not I'm not a I'm only a fisherman every other year when we when we go up to Canada <laughs> to do, uh to fish. Head on over to ArrestedDevOps.com slash 2021 in review for this episode's show notes. If cat we pictures. actually produce show notes. And and cat pictures, yes. And Visit dogs. Arrested Dev and 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 well, animal pet yes. pet photos. Pet photos. Pet photos. Visit ArrestedDevOps.com slash iTunes and leave us a review in the iTunes store. Do they still call it the iTunes store? <clears throat> no, I but I refuse so. to I refuse to change that <laughs> redirect. <laughs> Because uh, it's Apple Music or it's uh, something or other, but I still want it. It's, I still call it iTunes. So go there if you want to help other people find the podcast. Whatever Apple is calling it, go there <laughs> and look us up. You'll find us. We're also apparently on Spotify and iHeartRadio. If you were listening, if you were listening early in the episode when we talked about statistics and didn't tune out when we started talking about whatever TV shows we weren't watching, you'll you'll find it there. If you're into those, into those systems too. So that being said, I'm Joe at Joe Lehe. I'm Bridget at Bridget Crumhout. I'm Trevor at Trevor G. Hess. I'm Jessica at Jessatron. And I'm Matt at Matt Stratton. We're Arrested DevOps. And remember, there's DevOps always in the banana pants. In the banana stand. <laughs>